look, if you don't want to make that change within yourself, it's not going to get better. This might not apply to everybody, but if you feel like you're rock bottom, okay, and you're hoping for a better day, but you literally are doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's a definition of insanity. You are provided with a choice every day. You are provided with multiple choices throughout the entire day. Take that choice, make that change. You've identified a problem. You're saying you're rock bottom. Got it, you're there now. There's only one way and it's up. So change your mindset, use that choice and go a freaking different direction. Love y'all, Faceman VTT out. Day three of retirement. As an infantryman, I was asked if I could clean the sink. So let's look at this. Definitely some kind of grime on there. And I open up the cabinet. What do I use? Nothing comes to mind. Like my experience is my skill set. Nothing. Wait a minute. Everyone knows this is how you clean everything. Imagery retired. Just a good second. Uh, uh, would you like a military discount? Uh, oh, do you offer one? Uh, Honestly, cap of the day. CC's Pizza is the county fair of restaurants. You go in there, you look around, you feel a little bit better about yourself, then you realize that you're in there too. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, let's be honest. You know, not everybody's made for this life. It's scary, you know, you gotta jump out of a plane while it's moving. That's not natural. It's high, it's, it's fucking wet outside sometimes. It's snowy, it's hot, it's dry, it's shitty. Who the fuck would want to be airborne? Best job, fucking best job I ever had. by Nick, Dave, and Buddy. Real warriors making fun of other real warriors. Try to not get triggered. <laughs>
And today I'm joined by the Big Earl. Where's Buddy at? But Buddy, I forget what he said. I think he, he said something about maybe transferring his citizenship to uh, Is France. Is he moving to Europe? Yeah, I think so. Europe? He really bit into that World Cup thing pretty hard. And yeah. I think he's just, you know, now he's a big uh, football fan. I know. No, no longer Alabama football. He's a football. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's. A, I think the he's types saying, of food foods he eats, you know, and the yeah. complaints about the barber shops last episode. Yeah, real bougie, real bougie. Right? Buddy, we so, love you. We miss you. We wish you were here, but well, yeah, we got a couple of no shows today. But yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get. Oh yeah, it. there's another no show, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> anyway, I am going to kickstart the dumpster fire as usual. Thanks everybody for tuning in. And uh, I'm going to say Chucky move the hell over because today we're going to talk about the Island of the Dolls near Mexico City. You guys ever heard about that? No. Briefly? No, no. Briefly. Briefly. Okay. So um, there's actually two islands in that location. 15 minutes ago. Yeah. (laughs) So there's actually two islands in that location. And uh, one is actually fake and the other one is real. So the story basically goes um, back in 1950, this guy, Julian Santan Barrera, found a dead unknown girl and her doll on the island. She was basically drowned. Uh, She had drowned and uh, he found her. So nobody knows where she was from. Uh, Her name is unknown. And still to this day, they don't know where this little girl came from. So as a memory to her, he uh, took the girl's doll and uh, he hung it up on the island. Okay. Um, Just like for the spirits and and, and to give it to that girl. Um, Soon after that, he started getting tormented on the island, all right, by screams, sounds of crying. Even the doll that he hung would be found in different locations, all right? So the doll was apparently moving around on the island. So in order to appease the evil spirits, he started collecting dolls from all over, okay? So he was a farmer. He had crops and stuff like that. Um, So he would, you know, take his little boat into town, into Mexico City or whatever, trade his crops in for dolls, and people would send him dolls. So the the island is just surrounded by thousands and thousands of dolls, okay? A couple of years pass, and he is found dead as well in the exact same location that the little girl was found dead, and he drowned, okay? Um, at night, apparently, you can see shadows on this island, okay? People claim that when they go there, they can see dolls moving. They can hear screams at night. It's basically one of the most haunted places in Mexico, okay? There is also a pyramid close by where the Aztecs used to perform, you know, sacrifices, things of that nature. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, if you go on YouTube, you can find a bunch of, like, ghost hunters and everything. They went there, and you, I don't know what readers they used to pick up, you know, spirits and stuff, but it was always, like, off the charts, okay? So, long story short, this island is supposedly haunted, okay? A lot of the locals don't want to go there because of superstition and everything, and I guess my story, to, my question to you guys is, you know, do you believe in this? Like, was this guy making everything up? Did he just like, you know, commit suicide and like threw himself in the water? I, I don't know. Um, I personally believe that the island is 100% on it. Okay. I've had my Ouija board experiences when I was young. I'm not going to get into that. So I definitely believe in ghosts and all that stuff. Um, very strange that the guy like died in the same location. You know, I've watched some YouTube videos on this and they say that the dolls like attacked him and killed him. You know, I, Hell yeah. not so sure about all that. Um, but I will say that yes, hundred percent. The Island is haunted. There's some creepy shit going on there. Um, I find it weird that the, you know, the, the whereabouts of the girl, like where she came from, her name are all unknown. I guess she was between the age of 10 and 12 or 10, and 13 or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's haunted. I believe in ghosts. I believe in spirits. Um, 
Don't know how the guy died. I really can't wrap my brain around that one. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it up to the panel, you know, Dan, you're first in a shoot. You can tell us what you think, you know, and, uh, yeah, give us your take on, uh, the, the, the doll Island in Mexico. So I struggle with, I've never had a, I don't believe in ghosts off the, off, off the rip. I, I, I generally don't. And that's just only because I have not had an experience to convince me that, that, that it's something believable, not saying it doesn't exist. Um, I think the thing that would convince me in this situation is uh, the pyramids. I'm fascinated by pyramids. There's a lot of different Mm -hmm. stuff. You know what I mean? There's a lot of, a lot of, um, uncharted territory and with with pyramids um i i could easily see it it just being that guy probably had a little me- uh, me- mental disorder maybe some and people do say that. stuff going people on do say that dan yep yep, um, yep. I, I could see that um but yeah the pyramid i the, the fact that there's a pyramid there and if that was used for the the human sacrifices and stuff i'm not a i'm not a again i'm not a huge believer in karma and and just re- residual energy being left but I could be convinced <laughs> that that exists if I was if I was shown it. But yeah, I don't I don't know. This one rings a little. Um, How did he die in the same location? To me, like that could have because the with the whole him getting dolls to appease the voices, it could have just been in his mind a closure thing. For sure. I, I found her there. This is the, to to finalize the process. Maybe he felt that he if he was old, if he was an elderly man, maybe he felt that he was pass he was passing. It was that time was coming up. Right, um, and and maybe that was a, a spot of comfort to him. Maybe he had he had some, I don't know, semblance with with the uh, the spirits that were talking to him. Okay, all right. So yeah, not going to say it doesn't exist. Not going to say right. it isn't on it. You're just like fifty fifty. You're not quite yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then real quick, Bryce Mallory is asking in the chat: Is there a pic of the original doll that was found with the girl when she died? So yes, Bryce, uh, the original doll is um, there. The pictures that I sent to Chris are not of the original doll, but the original doll is actually um, over 70 years old now because it's been there since then. And if you go to travel to that island, you can actually find the original doll. It's right at the entrance and it's missing its legs and shit. I don't think it has eyes anymore. But yes, the original doll is still there, uh, Bryce. But anyway. Nick, what's your take? Yeah, you know, uh, again, these conspiracies, all they, you know, they, you know, they loop around. A lot of times, we have the same answers to how they exist or what's going on. Um, you know, and I, like I said, I base all of my knowledge off of movies or TV shows, <laughs> and you know, I've, I've been, I've been watching, uh, you know, the Jack Ryan. Yeah. Right? And yeah. when they when they went into Russia, and they were like, they had the 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 reading for um, nuclear, like you know, radiation, mm-hmm. and it was, and Ryan's like, go a little bit further. And they go further and it stops, right? So they put radiation where they said this thing happened so that nobody would go in there. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you pick it up, you go past it, and it's like, so what are they really doing there? Right. Right. So um, I, I, it is haunted, but not by ghosts. Okay. All right. It's haunted by uh, the, the the New World Order. Oh, right? here we go. Okay. And, I got and so something's happening on that island where they oh, don't, shit. they don't want you to find out what's going on in there. And people so travel you, there though right so, right there, right though. so when you do travel there you go on these tours right and you go to a fake island right yeah. and, they, and, and they take you on these tours or they walk you around every hiding where they least expect it right yeah. and I, I have some experience in making sure traffic goes the right way uh so when i was a ranger instructor you know we illegally hunted there all the time 
I thought okay. you said when you were a road guard. When I was a ranger instructor in Florida, we hunted on a couple of hunting paths, and we didn't want the ranger students to fuck that up, right? Mm-hmm. And so we, on one of the days of the patrols where they went through our hunting area, we purposely put the ranger platoons on movements around there. That way, all the deer would actually go into our hunting lanes because there was so much human traffic. Right. Oh, so, snap. I mean, yeah. So, if we're able to do that. So, you set up an ambush literally for the deer? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's a bunch of radio no. structures. You no. know, like, no. why would we? So, no. we, crea- we created <laughs> we created natural lines of drift, you know, different ways. And that way, the animals would be like, yeah, there's humans over here. Screw that. We're going over here. And then every once in a while, you get smacked by an arrow. You know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I think uh, they're definitely hiding from the Illuminati big time. Okay, Bryce again in the chat said, "Just a few minutes in, and we're getting into the new world or new world order." Bet. So he's yeah. excited. To be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got to tune in, man. For sure, always a dumpster fire. Okay, so For you're sure. so new world order. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like this. It, it's, it's haunted, but not by ghosts. Okay. And uh, and I, I'm a believer in ghosts too. I'm a believer in spirits. Yeah. Right. So and I, and it kind of it's probably a good lead, and it's however you determine what these spirits are there for. Right, you kind of manifest it. I right? it yeah. yeah, if if you if, if you want to be haunted by something bad and evil, you're going to get haunted by bad, something bad and evil. You let right? that energy in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So just like you know, we had that wise squad leader who opened portals for demons, right? And uh, and he could so, levitate, right? Right. No, so uh, so people, this is a good story. Uh, we get because we got time because JC <laughs> JC Click, you know, VTT's heartthrob didn't show up. Right. Shout out, I'm um, not going to say his name. We could say his name. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, we'll just say Mr. Anderson, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, but he, uh, yeah, like, I remember one time, and it was black. We always had blackout conditions because we got mortared three times a day. You know, so it's like we couldn't have we couldn't have lights on at nighttime. And uh, so we, we go, uh, see the light. Light sucks. And so we go, we go in there. I go, I try to, I need to go get a chair, like, to watch, mm-hmm. a, mo- to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. And like it's like back in that day, you had to whenever you were you know spanking your meat, you had to lock it from the inside, right? You couldn't you couldn't do it from the outside. So there was always like, as soon as you open a door and you felt the tug, you're like, oh, no, no, sorry, man, you know. So <laughs> like, like so you, you feel a little tug. But we used to also tell our guys, hey, you got to disappear. But we right. also knew when everybody was going to the gym. All right. You know, he's going to the gym here for next. I got yeah, an hour, yeah, baby. I got that's an hour and a half, baby. So like, like, the, like the the bungee cord. You know, that's what they you lock it with. But yeah. as I opened it, and I felt that bungee cord. I'm like, oh shit. You know, and like I was like, oh, sorry. And as I closed it, I looked kind of in the crack of the door as it was closing, and I could see candle lights, right, and like red shit on the ground. And I was like, wow, he's into it, man. Like he's got some like serious. My man set the environment, right? Like I, I, I don't know. Like I don't know what's going on, right? So like I'm, I'm sitting here like, oh shit, you know, and, I, and all of a sudden you're a boom, 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 and he's like, uh, hey, who was that in our squad there? I was like, what's up, Sergeant? He's like, he's like, who was that trying to come in? there? I was like, yeah, that was me. I was just trying to get a, a a chair, and he was like, he's like, I need to talk to you outside, and I was like, okay, you know, and I go out there and I go, I go to like parade wrestle. I'm like, am I gonna get smoked for like fucking? trying to open a door like this is bullshit you know no he wasn't that kind of guy though and uh he, he was uh and he's like he's like he's like hey no no relax and so I'm like, all right drop drop my arms and he's like hey you got to be careful man and i'm like what? i'm like i, I got it man. i'm sorry no, no he's like listen he's like you need to pay attention to your surroundings for the next couple of days and he's like you need to let me know right away if anything weird starts happening and i'm sitting there like what the fuck is this guy talking about you know and he goes he's like have you heard about me? And I was like, no, I'm like brand new to the unit. I'm like, no, <laughs> you know? And he's like, well, I open up portals to talk to demons and spirits. And he's like, and that portal was right by the door where he opened it. 
So he wasn't jerking it. He was doing a seance. He was talking yeah. to demons, yeah. right? And or no, he doesn't want to talk to demons, but demons can use the same portal. Correct. And 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 he he per, can protect himself, but he can't protect others. So he What's says, he using the portal for them to talk to spirits? Yeah. Okay. And he's like, and demons are just though. coming through that because it's yeah. the same portal. Okay. Right. 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 And so I was like, Roger that, Sergeant. You know, and I'm trying not to laugh because I'm like, this is this guy's like religion, you know, he's a he's a warlock, you know, and I'm sitting here like Roger and like and then I started telling people they all start cracking up people who know him, you know, and they're like, yeah, dude, this fuck, you should hear his wife make fun of him. Like his wife's like, yeah, my husband thinks he's a fucking witch and can levitate, you know, and it's like what like whatever. But so and then he got hurt. No, not just hurt. So now we start. Now we start looking into it, right? I ended up taking a squat. We hit. A, we hit 120 IEDs that deployment, right? Yep. As a company, Damn. right? Oh, it, was, yeah. it was like a lot of them were like for like the IPs though, so they weren't as powerful. Like they were more for like you know F1, like the trucks, the Toyotas, not for up armored Humvees. Yeah. So a lot of yeah. them just blow right through. Um, but the we as a lead truck never hit a single IED for like ten months. And like he was, was pretty smart with navigating, like he was well, good. well but yeah. still, but maybe it's the spirits, right? Oh yeah, yeah, they were maybe it's him. the spirits protecting right. him. And then, okay, so then I get wounded. We get an ID. I get wounded. I'm out for a couple days. The very next day, the same truck hits a fucking another one. Well, different truck, but same squad. And then three days later, he gets wounded. And like, like literally, you saw his whole like religion fall apart. Like oh, he had shit. honestly, he had honestly thought that like he had pissed off the demons yep. or the spirits, and they yep. stopped. They stopped. It's like no, everybody's been hitting IEDs, but us. It's just it's just our time. It's our it's our time. <laughs> it's our time. It's our day. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like um, but no. So that's that. Um, but uh, yeah, shout out to you, Mister Anderson. Right, he was a he was a yeah. Woman. Shout out to him. Did he ever get? He went to SF then, didn't he? Or well, no, did he, he got he, like somehow he got selected. Right. And then I was running down one of the dirt roads on Bragg one day and I saw him and I was like, yo. And he's like, holy shit, control. And his eyes were all big and bright. And I was like, I was like, what's up, man? I'm like, aren't you a stuff? He's like, no, man. But like, they were like, I'm too crazy for that shit. And I was like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm kind of just in his first 30 seconds agreeing with him. <laughs> so, really? Uh, yeah, really. And uh, he's like, yeah, man, they're going to chat to me or something like that. Like, got TBI or something. And I was like, bro, you got rocked. Like, that one that hit his yeah, he got somehow he didn't die. That shrapnel went Yeah, his, his foot legs. got really fucked it, up. It didn't yeah. hit any of his arteries or nothing. And then, like, so he bled a lot, but it, like, it didn't touch an artery. Like, yeah. so, like, he was... Like, it's like, dude, you got rocked. Like, I was rocked the truck behind you when you hit it. Like, it was like, oh, shit. You know, and it was like, like, whatever. Uh, and that's talking about bad luck. Remember that when Ogren saw the wire? Yes. Yes. Ogren saw the wire and goes, yes. shit, wire. And he goes, yep. and then and then that's when you know, the PL is like, okay, fuck. He's like, who's over it? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I think 2-2's two over it. You know, oh, and he's like, and, yeah. and he's like, and he's like, Right before he says two two bat right before he says it, wham, it goes off. Yeah. And it's like, oh, and then what is How far was say? he that he saw the wire? Uh no, the first truck had went over it. Okay. And he and thought go he off saw, till the second he one. thought yeah. he saw the wire. Then the, the PL truck went over it. And then the third truck went over. And yeah, I was gunning for the platoon sergeant in the rear truck. And like I, I know that what what Ogren did is he saw the wire and he's like, Was that a wire? So he's probably asked his gunner, he's like, Hey, look back over there. And he's like, yeah, that's a wire. And so like yeah. they, they they stopped everything. 
and just I mean it was nighttime and all that kind of stuff. And it was it was a rock show, man. That was that was crazy. And then old Mikey, the guy who was on methamphetamines old deployment, um, you know, he goes, he's like, he's like, goddamn shit right on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, mikey man oh mikey man uh shout out to mikey as well yeah. i hope, hope you're doing well um, yeah all right well let's let's get into it because i I've, I've been i've been chomping at the bit here we didn't have a show over president's day weekend and then buddy bagged to do an honesty cap so we did one uh but i've been thinking about something for for a couple weeks and uh you know how i do my book of Earl. those of you follow me on vtt's big earl uh just so we, we can set the table here. The Book of Earl is basically my experiences, what I've witnessed, all right, my mistakes, my failures, um, which, you know, I embrace failure, which a lot of you need to learn how to do. Like, I, I embrace failure. I didn't used to. Like, I used to want to be a perfectionist. I used to want to always win, right? And it was like, I still always want to win. But it's, you know, it's accepting failure as a learning opportunity, right? Uh, so, obviously, chapter one, First one, quit being a triggered pansy. All right, Shop every, veteran trash yeah, every, 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 Everybody knows that it's not shameless. It's shameless it is for like the recruiting, but yeah. uh, uh, so, it's not shameless. You're right. I mean, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our business. So it's it, our business. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah. And so remember to that's number it. one. So I, I'm asking you guys to pay attention to number one. All right, when I'm talking about this, uh, and then I, I was looking up an old chapter of the book of Earl. And it, it reminded me of something that I was that I was I got real triggered about uh, with NCOERs, all right, for non-commissioned officer evalu- evaluation reports. All right, for those of you who don't know that who are new, that's where you know you how'd you do for the year, and everybody gets a one-one unless you like really suck, and it kind of flooded the system, yada yada yada. But when I was uh, you know even up, I did this as a, started this as a platoon sergeant. There was always a line in there that said above reproach mm-hmm. right where it says his character is above reproach right his his presence is above reproach and i said take that out of there you know what this is this, we've always written this i go i know i go but you're telling me that that motherfucker never makes a mistake that's you what copy, you're telling. You copied me. and pasted it from the last. That's time. what I'm saying. But I'm saying you're telling me that. Let's just say it's old staff sergeant Trent is NCR. Mm-hmm. Staff sergeant presence is above reproach. You mean to tell me that staff sergeant Trent has never been out of uniform? You mean to tell me that staff sergeant Trent has never, you know, maybe was late a couple of days? You mean never. to tell me that he has never lied? You mean to tell me that he has, you know, never, you know, done, he's perfect? Okay, so this is this is a table set. Remember, don't be a triggered pansy. And then as I talk about this real quick, probably won't be real quick, but as, as as I talk about this, right, go back to the no one's above reproach. All right. That's this is what that's about. And there's a lot of people, especially in minority communities. All right. And like I've always said, veterans are a huge minority. Mm-hmm. All right. We are not a very big part of the population. So when you do something. And I've said this before, when you drop that veteran, I'm a veteran. Okay, because now you're speaking for me. All right, you're speaking for for Daniel. And so you better not fuck this up. And just because you're a veteran doesn't mean you have anything to know about war. Doesn't mean you have anything to know about tactics. Doesn't mean you have anything to know about what's going on politically. 
All right, I, I laugh my ass off when I'm watching the news. Six point four percent, Nick. That's right. It. Yeah, and, and but we are thirty three percent of the opioids sold to the uh, to the uh, in the world. So think about that shit. All right. Same. Yeah. Um, but anyways, see, I'm already getting triggered. It does trigger. It triggers me on the left and the right. Okay, it triggers me on the bro vets and the Karen vets. All right, it triggers me in religion. Okay, it, it, it just it, when when you say I'm this, therefore this. All right, you are virtual singling. All right, you are you are bringing some one of your own fucking problems and making everybody else care about it. All right, now here's how I'm going to say this, and I, like I said, I don't care if I trigger you. I don't care if you agree with me, and I, you know what? If I'm wrong, I hope somebody says I'm wrong because I've made so many mistakes in my life. I have put my foot in my mouth multiple times. Right. And where I needed a good battle, buddy, he'd be like, hey, you kind of be a dick. You know, like, um, probably shouldn't have said that. I'm not like, because maybe I was in one of my, you know, narcissist moments. And I was like, wait, doesn't make me a narcissist. I was just having one of those moments. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait, did he take it that way? Like, a lot of people took it that way, homie. And it's like, oh, oh, shit. You know, so, you know, as a, as a, as a good human being, doesn't matter if you're a guy or a girl. You're not above reproach. Just because I'm a veteran, just because I went to ranger school, just because I was a jump master, I got to all the fuck cars. Doesn't mean I have any clue what's going on in Ukraine. Right? Doesn't mean I have any idea how to go fight that war over there. Doesn't mean I have any idea about your PTSD. All right? Your MST. All right? So this is, again, this is what triggered me. Do both sides. First, let's start Let's start with, uh, with um, PTSD and MST. All right? Here's what's happened in my life. When it comes to MST, all right, as we've started this company and we started to bring on, you know, a lot of female veterans and even female podcasters, okay, I had a pretty good fallout with somebody who was not doing what they were supposed to do podcasting, had nothing to do with their sex. And they had somebody else call me. And that person started yelling at me on the phone, right? Like yelling at me. And I was like, hey, you need to calm down. And she goes, you don't tell somebody who suffered MST to calm down. That's a trigger. So I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm sorry that you, that whatever, what is your MST? Did you get your butt slapped? Did you get raped? Did you get harassed? All right. Or was it EO? A lot of people don't even realize that they'll say I was part of MST. And it's like, no, you were, you were treated wrong because you were a woman. Had nothing to do with sex. Like you're, it wasn't a sharp thing, right? It wasn't sexual trauma. You were just discriminated against EO, which is still bad. Okay, percent. But here's the point: that's your trauma. That's yours. You own it. I don't own it. I don't have to own it. I don't got to deal with it. Okay, that's for you to deal with. Now, if I know, now that you've told me, if I know, and I want to continue a, a, a relationship you know, a conversation with you. And then I make a joke about something like that. That makes me an asshole. That's a different story. That's a different story. It's it's intent. intent. Yeah. You throwing out this information about your demon. All right. is not my responsibility. Nope. All right. So I'm free to say, calm down whenever the fuck I want to whoever I want to. Yeah. All right. Now let's go on the other side with PTSD. Oh, I was talking about the other side of the fight show. I get triggered by this. Oh, I get triggered. When somebody says, I got PTSD. Do you? All right. 
Do you? I go, what what about PTSD? Because PTSD is a blanket term. Okay. Like, yeah. like it, it, it like, so what? What what about PTSD? Do you have anxiety? All right. Do you have anger management issues? Because the big girl's got anger management issues. Everybody knows this. All right, that's my demon. Sleep I, issues. I, have, like I, I think it's are you are you diagnosed with it? Because I matter. think there's a lot of self-diagnose. No, no, I'm not saying. I'm saying that I think there's a lot of self-diagnosing going on. I have this. I have that, and that's where a lot of it comes to. I want to belong to a group, especially this group of veterans that get preferential treatment in certain situations. For sure. I want. Sure. I want to belong 100%. to that. Yeah, I think that's that, a lot that, of it. That's an angle. That's an angle for yeah. sure. Um, and, but again. I I said this on my post and you can look at my page and see it. I was like, PTSD is not, you know, exclusively to veterans, right? It's it's anybody, all right? Anybody, any type of trauma, okay? And I'm not belittling trauma here. I'm not saying that you didn't receive trauma. But what I'm saying is, is the trauma is yours, okay? And you are not above reproach when you post something or say something. And God forbid you want to make yourself a public figure like Dave and I have, all right? Face man, big Earl. All right, we got a company now. We do podcasts. We got our own pages. Got 115,000 followers on Veteran Trash Talk. Face man's got like 6,000 now on his own personal page. We are now in the public, all right? So when we say something, we are- in a movie too, by the way. Yeah, we are in movie 22, The Unforgotten Soldier. Um, Check my IMBD. Yeah, yeah. I don't have a picture on there yet, but whatever. I'm not going to get one. Uh, so, like, you have to be careful what you say. And then you can't get mad when somebody comes back at you because you're not above reproach. All right? Yep. So, yeah. when I start saying something, you better believe it. There's somebody who's Googling my fucking name right now. All right? And they're looking at every single thing about me that I've done in the last 20 years. Oh, yeah. Okay? So... I I do my best to just be authentic. All right. This is me. I make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I also read a lot. All right. I also talk to a lot of awesome guests. I also talk to a lot of awesome people. All right. And I get to learn a lot. Okay. And I've learned so much uh, when we started VTT from a lot of people. All right. A lot of people. But for the love of God, let's get it to the, 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 the bro vet again. And when you just say I have PTSD, it makes me cringe. Yeah. Because I'm sitting here like, what about it? And is that an excuse? And you know what? Because like I said, I have anger management issues. I go to therapy for it. All right. And I know, I know, like, there's a good, I've said this on the show before. There's a good trick that my therapist came up with. When do you get most angry? At this time of the day, make an alarm five minutes prior to it. All right. And say, think about how much of a douche you're being right now. Like, and I, that pops up on my phone. Right. And it's like, you're going to be one of these in about five minutes, right? And you know what? I still fail at it sometimes that time, even if I get the message five minutes prior, right? And, it, I, and I'll tell the truth because I'm authentic. It's when my girls are getting ready for school. Like, I can't stand when they don't listen to their mother. I can't stand when they don't listen to me. And it's a control problem. It's because I am in fear that I can't control what they're doing, right? So I start getting angry. I love it. Okay, but you like, see the problem. You know what I'm saying? And this is, but but it's you know, I don't, it doesn't stop. Right the, it doesn't stop the problem from Correct. happening. Correct. Correct. And I guess what? Yeah. Guess whose problem it is? It's mine. Yeah. It's not yours. It's not. It's not because I have PTSD. It's not because I'm a veteran. Yeah. Right. Like, those are those are factors, but it's me. It's my problem. Right. And so here's here's another virtual thing. I'll I'll just cover real quick because it's pretty simple. Pretty simple. All right, let's talk about Dave's post about Rihanna's halftime show. All right, we, 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 you know, like, 
And I knew what Dave was doing right away, right away. But it's, it, it, he was trolling people. And it was it, in the comments too, by right? Way. And yeah. but but he, what he was saying, the reason why it triggered so many people is because it is what's going on around here. Okay, yeah. If I if I am a middle class white male and I say I did not like that halftime show, you know what that equates to on social media instantly because of our instant gratification culture with social media is I don't like black pregnant women. And you're a racist. And it's like. I didn't say anything about Rihanna. I just, I didn't like the show, right? I didn't like gunching people in hazmat suits jumping around. Like it, it didn't, it just, I didn't like it. Doesn't matter. Okay. And, and any, like we talked about prior to the show, if anybody doesn't like Rihanna, it's because you don't like that type of music because she has like 17 number ones. Yeah. She's, she's right? talented. Like, 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 super like talented. she's super talented. Without, so, without doubt. Right. Yep. So like you just have a bias against that kind of music, which is fine. And then of course, the virtue of singling people will say it's because you're sexist. No, it's not. All right. It's because you're racist. No, it's not. I just don't like the music. All right. Like, sorry. You know, but we all know when those comments come out of who actually is sexist, mm-hmm. who actually is racist. All right. We do know. We, we know that. Like, it's funny. That, Usually the ones that target you then for saying something and you, and you look at their beliefs and how they feel. Right. Mm. And that's how I say Double standard, first, anybody? The, the first know? person to call you a narcissist is usually a narcissist, right? Because they're Spot not getting on. they're not getting the fucking yep. attention. All right. Yep. And here here we go. Females, women, okay, guys who do like the it's, I guess I know I got it's culturally acceptable for guys to take their shirt off or whatever. Okay. So if you're going to go if you're gonna say I I you know that you're going to bring up a theory like systematic sexism or racism. One is a theory not accepted by academia. Like, so you're going to get a lot of pushback from males. All right. When you bring that stuff up, when you bring up critical race theory, you're going to get a lot of pushback from white people. Okay. Because they're like, first of all, racism is an individual act. Sexism is an individual act. Now, if I, if I pull myself together with 15 different racists, then yeah, of course, that group is racist. But the majority of white males in America are not racist and they're not sexist. All right. They are not. All right. At all. All right. Science is behind me on the stats are behind me on that one. Okay. They're just not. And so if you're going to say that I don't, I can't believe that you would talk to women that way or treat them like objects and you're a public figure, guess what guys are doing? All right. They're looking you up. And then they find out you got an OnlyFans page. You are not above reproach. All right. It doesn't mean you're wrong for having an OnlyFans page. It doesn't mean you're wrong for having your opinion. Oh, you are not allowed to say somebody can't argue with you. You are not allowed to say because I'm a woman. That's why I'm right. No, 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 no. All right. Because I'm a veteran makes me smarter than you. No, it does not. Okay. So that's the book of Earl. No one is above reproach. So when someone starts arguing about it, and, I, and again, Dave said, get your big dick energy out of here. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like the show. And you know yeah. what? What does big dick energy mean? It means that you don't have it or you do have a big dick. Like, like, I don't even know what the phrase means. You don't, you don't? Not really. Like, does it mean that I have one and that's why I act that way? Or I no, it's don't usually have one. The way I see that phrase. I'm compensating. Um, and we already talked about the post, essentially, anyway, that yeah. some of it was definitely trolling. Um, <clears throat> big dick energy. 
Yeah, it, it's not even really referring to the size of your dick. It's more like you know you want to act like you have a big dick. You know? So it's it's, it's impersonating. Yeah, I've always yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. I've always heard it from a positive sense. Where, See, I, where I can look at it both ways. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've always I've never heard it from a ne- not saying it's not a negative. I've never heard it negative. I've always heard it that you have the big dick energy, so you you have that energy that exudes other people. You're you're a top tier almost. You're like prime pickings because yeah, you know you know what you got. So you're not really like you're the alpha male. You don't give a fuck about opinions. You're not. Yeah. You're, 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 it's that those the lions she, don't. You she know go, the she lions gonna don't come back, the- right? Like <laughs> so. No. Um. Yeah. It's oh, that's what Megan's saying. Megan is saying big dick energy is that you don't have to prove yourself. Right. You have nothing to prove. You know what you've got. See, that's you know, the way. Okay. See, so then, so then the way Dave used it is wrong. Yeah. Then I used it wrong. Right. And so, which is fine. But again, it worked. It triggered work. Like that fucking. Oh, that it it definitely worked. You uh, stirred the pot. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, the pot. But again, so think about this when you throw your trauma out there. And if you think your trauma was worse than my trauma or your trauma was worse than Daniel's trauma, or you think your trauma is worse than face man's trauma, right? That's not a good way to think about things. All right. The way you should think about it is it's your trauma. Okay, and if you ever want to grow, do you know where you start growing from? Within. No, right now. Yeah. You don't and grow from, you don't grow from six years ago. Mm-hmm. All right. If you want to change or grow, you grow from right now. That's when you start. Can we learn from the past? Absolutely. But if you plant a bad crop in 2017, and it doesn't grow, okay, because you didn't water it correctly, or bad things happen, bad luck. All right, like, you know, the weather changed. Does that mean you stop planting? Does that mean you don't plant next year? All right, and you say, well, I can't plant because last year this crop sucked. And if you keep living in what happened in that year, you're going to be stuck in that year. You're going to be stuck in that year for the rest of your life. And that's a a message to all you veterans out there. All right, that dropped the PTSD card. All right, yeah, I'm a dick sometimes. Like I act like an ass, right? And then it's like I need to calm the fuck down. Guess guess what? I don't say to people, "Oh, I'm sorry, that was my PTSD, man. My bad." I think you know, the other I, I, yeah, go ahead. I think the other reason that is so aggravating and triggering is because the people who actually have PTSD had to go through really fucked up things to get it. We had to see people die. We had to get blown up. We had to almost die ourselves. So to hear. Somebody who we doubt, who has not proven, and I'm not saying you have to prove that you have people. No, and you shouldn't even doubt him either. It's, right. The, the but, conversation but but, shouldn't even happen. Exactly. It's, there, there should never I, be a I, comparison. I feel like there, are, yeah. there, are, there are people who, who they need to compare to Correct. self-validate. 100%. One-uppers or whatever. some yeah, people yeah. who need to compare just to be able to belong to the group, even though they aren't. They're the outlier. They're not real. They're using this as a a, a means to an end. Virtue. You know I mean? They're virtue. virtue. They're trying to yeah. make themselves yes. important. Yes. They're saying, "Listen to me. Look yes. at me. I am. I am a woman who had you know MST. I am a man who saw combat. Right? You can't have PTSD as a fueler. All right. Right. Like, right. Oh, you're That's not the worst thing ever, man. Like, what? You're, you're, you are, you are fulfilling the stigmas when you yes. talk like that. And right. if you're if you're somebody who who has stigmas perpetrated against you. 
that it is purely hypocritical for you to, to then go do those same exact stigmas to other people. It makes, and again, it makes no fucking you got to be careful with the word hypocritical because I've said this before in a book of rule. It's like just because I've made that mistake and I'm counseling you on that same mistake that you just did, it doesn't make me a hypocrite. I'm just your I friend. I agree, but I think if I'm you're actively making that mistake right. and you're Correct. critiquing people, then but you the, are a hypocrite. But, and then here, here's the thing that I've noticed you know, in this community is – and then with my own friends and everything is you start to tell that you start to make yourself. And that's what Dr. Gad says here. And I keep pulling this book. because it's, it's a great read wounding warriors by Dr. Gate. Right. So it's a great read. And he's like, you almost start to convince yourself that you're a disabled person that can't do shit. Mm-hmm. Right. You start to convince get into yourself, your own fucking head. Right? You start to 100%. percent Cause now if you're not, if you're a, not it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right. You're not planting seeds to grow. Like right. you're not you're not coming to terms the fact that yes you did receive trauma yes it sucks yes if maybe it was you know what yeah, what's the way of, forward now and yeah. here's here's how I end up before we get to the guests like here's something that I signed up to do I signed up to jump out of airplanes and go smoke motherfuckers right like and that's something that I did get to do yeah. right and that's something that I see in my in in my dreams but it's not a trigger to me. All right. And I've said this on the show before. What I didn't sign up to do was kill a little girl. Okay. Now I didn't kill a little girl. Carl did. Sorry, Carl. But like, you know, I was gunning and I saw her face. Okay. I didn't sign up for that. Yeah. Okay. I didn't sign up to see that. Okay. And then you'll have the bro vets. That's war, bro. No, I trust me. I know I was there. Okay. But we're, like, all, like, we're, all, we're all also intellectual adults that we can have fucking. No, we're not. We're not all intellectual adults. Not that's all. the problem. No. no all right. Like, that's okay. Yeah. That's fair. You know, yeah. It's like everybody we should all fucking be. Yeah. And so again, I I I will apologize to somebody if I offend them, but it is not my fault that you're using your trauma to somehow guilt trip me. Yeah. All right. Like yeah. I said, calm down because you're yelling at me. Right. I didn't say like like. Don't tell somebody from MST to calm down. Don't yell at people then. Right. <laughs> like, fuck. You know, at what point in time are you going to own your shit? All right. So, again, Book of Earl, nobody's above reproach. Nobody. I like not that. Me, not you. Nobody. Don't put an NCOERs. And don't, when you post something on social media, it's okay to just keep fucking scrolling. You don't have to write something. Right? No way. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no that's way. Not, but hey, as this, this is what's happening. This is what's going on. Stop. No, like this is my post. This is my thread. You're not hijacking it. Right? Like, 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 stop it. But okay. All right. I did a long anyway, to I the guest. Welcome I to the dumpster fire, brother. That, that no one's above reproach. That is, I, I think that's. I did. I did a long book of Earl because JC was supposed to do something that he recommends in a positive light, right? So thanks a lot, JC, for not showing up. All right, real, real, buddy, tip, real buddy. typical, JC. Uh, well, buddy, buddy, at least buddy gave me a week out. Um, yeah. Fucking officers, yeah. But anyways, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I got connected. We had a uh, Cassie on our with uh, the Sigma black belt, green belt, fucking whatever kind of karate juju she does. It's actually not karate at all. Um, it's you know for managing stuff systems processes uh she was a great guest on our show coming that was a fun show. yeah and uh you know she's like hey you should get these guys on your show and uh, i was like wait I, I recognize one of them i'm like i had one of those guys on the show but we didn't have daniel lumbar on the show or dan as he likes to be called so when he gave me his bio i was like let me dig into this real quick let me let me see who this guy is you know and we always ask somebody you watch the show when they say no we're like okay here we go all right because you know 
before you get all triggered, I don't ever, I always lie about the guests. All right. Or I make fun of the guests before I, you know, as introduced. Um, well, Wait. Daniel in his, we all know that Daniel was not airborne and we all yeah. know that Daniel was not a ranger. Yeah. All right. You want to know why I know this? Because if he was any of those, it would have been the first fucking thing in his bio. All right. <laughs> so, so the reason why Daniel wanted to come on this show was he wanted to kind of vindicate himself and, you know, maybe feel better, maybe accept the fact that he was a lesser grunt than the people he is on. But still be surrounded with. by a bunch of parachutes. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, now at least, at least yeah. you are in the presence of greatness yeah. in the grunt world. And you know that now you should maybe feel a little bit safer to tell your story. So, I, I, I do, uh, I yeah. do. I feel, I feel, I feel. Um, and we accept I, you. Now, we accept you. We yeah. accept I, you. Th- this is this was the fear of mine coming into this podcast, whether I would be accepted or not. So the fact that you did, I, I genuinely appreciate it. Um, I can. I personally can say that yes, I was a lesser grunt because I was just regular. Oh, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. You know what I mean? I, I have no pride with that kind of stuff. I know I could have been more, could have done more. I didn't. It wasn't the cards I was dealt yet. Why are you making um, the excuses? Reason, now? The reason I didn't do it. <laughs> my first unit was light infantry. Um, that's who I went to Afghanistan with. That was the bee's knees, his ankles, and his feet. You know what I mean? Like I love that shit. I was doing twenty with that unit. And then Obama declared the war was over, so that unit got disbanded, and I got sent to a an armored <clears throat> brigade. And um, nice, the dreams died there. They just it was just, <laughs> it was not it, it just wasn't what I what I thought the army was going to continue to be. So so Daniel, give us a take on everything. Give us a take. Talk about where I mean, you just talked about what units you well, you didn't talk about what units he you was a one eighty for sure. One eighty. Oh yeah, Hell, third, third. yeah. <laughs> Talk about your service. Talk about your service a little bit. Talk yeah, about what yeah, you're doing sure, now. Sure. Everything. The floor is yours, brother. So, so I'm, I'm, I joined the army at 23. I, uh, I, I helped the family out. Um, that, that kind of stuff right out of high school. But I was also, I fell into that, that complacency. I'm not doing shit with my life, kind of stuff. I didn't do anything that sowed my. I didn't feel like a man, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I realized, like I said, I was stagnant. So I, enli- I tried doing Marines first. Um, but I have a chest tattoo. I have an arrest from when I was 14. Um, and those things were hanging, uh, hanging me up a bit. So, um, and then my recruiter got into a, a car accident and he was in a full body cast and nobody had contacted me. So I went to the army and they were like, yeah, we'll have you signed in two weeks. I was like, yeah, bullshit. Two weeks to like that day. They're they like, made it happen. Here, yeah. here go, yeah. dude, get the fuck out of here. Um, so I, 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 I infantry, like I said, I, um, two months after I got to Fort Bliss. So I was, I was third brigade. Uh, did I get that shit? Um, I've purged so much fucking shit. Um, but I was with two five. Um, we went to Afghanistan 13 to 14, uh, two months. I didn't do NTC or anything. I did, uh, yeah, I didn't do NTC. Um, so I went right out of basic training. Um, heavy Ghost. weapons company. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, we were a heavy weapons company. So we had, um, two 240s, two, uh, 50 cals and a Mark 19. Two of them were crows. So crow 50, crow 240. Um, I was driving. So when we went to Afghanistan, we were fob security. Oh, we were fob security. Um, yeah. So we we didn't have to. Our initial mission wasn't to leave the base. So my leadership right. fought for us to leave the base and start doing screen lines and doing outside patrols, um, because at that point in Afghanistan, our area we were RC West, um, Shindan. So in our area, it's it had been like five years since American units patrolled outside of the wire, um, especially in the villages that were surrounding. Yeah, we were going through that in two thousand and eight, nine when we were there, right, Nick, where we uh, couldn't patrol at all. 
without yeah, the, the, the Italians stuff. were in charge yeah. of RAA that, when we got that, there. That, that, that's another book in itself of how you have two and three star generals that didn't understand an order. Like, how the hell is that possible? When the right. with the stand down order, it didn't mean that we were supposed to stop doing our mission. Like we can talk about that. That was a taxpayer waste of money. Like oh yeah, big horrible. time. But yeah, Dan, anyway. It, 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 sorry, yeah. Daddy. You were yeah, you no, were no, all good, all good. Yeah, go Dan. So it. It obviously, uh, you know, I, I know the trauma of Fort Bliss since where I retired out of it. Um, <laughs> you know, and however, El Paso is gorgeous. Nothing. It El is. I El love Paso. It's freaking phenomenal. Yeah, the city's right? beautiful. Right, and uh, but when I walk around Fort Bliss to this day. Like I am depressed when I leave there. Yeah. I am yeah. like this. There is nobody here having a good time. Like heads down. And then again, you might not like the 82nd Airborne because somebody was mean to you or big staffs aren't yelling at you. But you, when you, I just got back from Fort Bragg and I, I was rejuvenated because you just walk around and people are like this. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. They're that's like, how I. That's how I felt back coming. That's how I felt coming back from Afghanistan. But right. Right after that, right when the unit dispersed and we got sent to the Armor Brigade, that level of pride was not. Um, it wasn't there. I, I actually got so so my the so I have PTSD, obviously. Um so I, I Wait, uh, stop. What what you you actually talked about it prior to the show. What about PTSD do you have? What symptoms do you have? So I insomnia one hundred percent. Um I have so I was driving for this first IED. So if I didn't drive for five years after the IED the or the IED. Um, I still have very, very difficult issues driving um, when it's raining, when it's nighttime, when it's snowing. Anything that isn't clear weather, I I do not drive well in. Um, I'm irritable a lot of the time. Um, uh, I I don't have nightmares as much as I used to. I used to have combat nightmares, but I, I they they stop pretty early on. I, the, the, the nightmares I have more so are when I'm I'm obviously in a negative place, but I have nightmares where um, I die or somebody I love is dying, but they're vivid, real nightmares. Like I got curb stomped in one nightmare. I felt this, the, the cement on my teeth. I felt my teeth break. I felt the blood. I had a dream where I got stabbed like 13 times. It was 13 exactly. So I have those types of uh, like loss and, and pure um, loss of control. Um, but yeah, it's it's more so the the irritability. The so I talk about it in my nonprofit a lot. Um, I, yeah, I don't nonprofit have, project refit. Nice. Um, yes. So in Afghanistan, I got blown up twice. Um, the first one was a two hundred pound IED. Um, it hit the back left tire, which is where the fuel and oil lines meet. Uh, so it, it it started a fire immediately. We were in Matt V's um, V hole, so we were you know it wasn't wasn't. Horrible. Ooh, b- bougie. Bougie. Yes. Very bougie. Very, very yeah. bougie. Um, we didn't get the RPG cages until like. Is that like an ago. upgrade, real quick, from the MRAPs? Is that even like. Dave's, Dave stopped being a warrior like t- 50 years yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like a leaner. It's like a leaner one in all. His, his combat vehicle is a Crown Victoria with a gun. <laughs> look, look, Nick, we were driving through Samar in 06 with like just regular Humvees. Well, yeah, no, it's. Up armored Humvees. And then we deployed again a year later and we had the uh, MRAPs. But you would think that okay, so yeah. those are even. Yeah, it's a little leaner. It's got the V holds up armored, um, so they're like they're twenty five thousand pounds. Ooh. So I was I was the second vehicle in formation. We were the Mark nineteen truck. Um, my LT was sitting next to me. It had just rained, so obviously there's a fuckload of puddles. We were in the middle of a wadi. It was going right up onto the Harball Road. Um, my main the the lead vehicle had made its turn, and while it was making its fucking turn. Me and my lieutenant were talking about how we were the only platoon who hadn't gotten blown up on the deployment yet. Um, oh, jinx that shit. Right. So I, but I looked at him when I, when we were talking and I turned and they had already, I missed where their track marks were. 
So I had to kind of guess, guessed wrong, drove over the IED. Um, I didn't have my door combat locked and neither did the interpreter who was behind me. Um, that ended up saving our lives. The, the concussive blast went out my door and his door completely. So that ripped my nice. helmet off. And I, I yeah, it was pure luck. Um, my head, my helmet ripped off and my head hit. The, we had a DVE screen, so it was folded up. Um, it hit that and I blacked out. So I came to, I was on fire from, I don't know, the waist down. Um, like my, oh. my button legs were like pushed out like the door, like out the driver's side door. Um, so I was, I was pulling one leg in, one leg out, trying to leave. One leg was really fucking hot and one wasn't. Um, so one of the 240, uh, one of the dismounted 240 gunners had left a, a 100 round belt, a 7.62 in there. And then, like I said, it was the Mark 19 truck. So we had uh, 620 40 Mike Mikes. Um, so the, the, I was the only one left in the truck. Like the, everyone else had gotten out. Um, my gunner, he was harnessed in, but the IED was so strong that it just snapped the fucking harness. And he landed on the hood, blacked out completely. Um, so when I came to, I mean, dude, it was like the, the, how like the dust, you could pick each fucking granule of dust out of the air, the uh, ringing in the ears, obviously. But I was just, like I said, I was on fire. I couldn't, I couldn't jump out to the left because there's a lake of fire. You don't know if it's an initiator for an ambush. You don't know if there's a secondary IED. Um, there was a fucking puddle of fire. And then I couldn't climb over the, the right side because my kit was too bulky and the radio mount was only, there was that much. Obviously, pull the fucking cord, take your kit off. But I was in fight or flight right there. So um, I remember screaming like an adult man, like, yo, I'm on fucking fire. Like, fucking help me. Like, like that. Uh, but the the guy who landed on the hood, him and I actually ended up having the same um, psychologist and psychiatrist when we got back. And picture somebody burning alive, that blood curdling scream that comes with that. That's what I was doing. My brain will not allow me to remember that I've tried. <laughs> um, and that's what woke him up. So so he woke up. And as he woke up, I guess it clicked like, yo, take your shit off and climb out. Like, what are we doing now? We're playing this game. I sincerely believed I was going to die. Like, I had memories come flat. I don't remember them, but I remember the emotions that they invoked. And mm -hmm. it was it was serene. It was pure calmness. I was accepting of what. And I, I, I relate that to either my brain was saying like, Hey, bub, this is it. Like, thanks for playing. Or this That's is the good man. shit. Get yeah. off, get off the bad shit. This is the good shit. Still try and fucking fight. So for whatever reason, um, it worked. And I took my kid off, jumped out. Bravo, who is the guy who was on the hood, that's his, that's his name, not a, not a nickname. Um, he jumped on top of me. So I didn't have a helmet. I didn't have a, a rifle. I didn't, I didn't have anything. I had no kit, nothing. Um, so he had his M9 and he was scanning. So I ran to the lead vehicle and, and that's when the, um, the 40 mic mic started cooking off, but the 762 was cooking off while I was in the truck. So that obviously was the, the, the first, the first, um, trauma inducing i mean we had a firefight before that we had a firefight a month into deployment and that's where like i shot my first dude um we we we, we ran into our number one hvt he squirreled away though but we, we took out five of them and that's that's generally what got us in charge of our ao in afghanistan p tits was watching they saw us assault through we did we did we assaulted through for the first time like it hadn't been done like i said in five years so um it's funny real quick it's funny real yeah. quick when you talk about the trauma aspect of it all and is it funny dave yeah. No, not funny. I should maybe use nah, a different nah, word. Don't nah, be triggered. Nah. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. Yeah, because I think I think a lot you of veterans can relate. I think a lot of veterans can relate to that. Um, because there's so many scenarios overseas that like we all experienced when I was over there with Nick, like some really bad shit. But like visually, I, I don't see it. But I know I was there, and yeah. I know what happened. Yeah. You know, I can I can name yeah. off a couple things when we ran a dude over in a Humvee. Like, and his back cracked over on me. Like, we literally ran him over. He was shooting at us, and then we ran him over. Um, 
a lot of hey, situations. Shout, where you, shout out to Townsend with the Humvee kill. Yeah, shout out to Townsend. But like a lot of situations, and then when they were fired at us from all directions, like we were in that situation, and we remember what happened, but we can't visually see it. Yeah, it's, I, it's, I think it's, a lot of veterans go through that. Yeah. yeah. Especially with, I think, when you're not dealing with anything, when it's when it's right. just living up here and you're isolating and you're and you're not getting any of it out, a lot of those memories get jumbled. And yes, so I'm in school for psychology and shit. And what I've what I'm learning is like once they kind of get jumbled, like that's that could just be what that memory is now. You know what I mean? There's a chance it might, but you going through your brain's actually working for you and doing the right thing. Right, when I've gone through all my treatment, everything, your left side of your brain, your right side, they're all you know they're combating against each other. Yep. Because my thing, my biggest thing is the nightmares, and I still have them to this day. I wake up drenched in sweat. I'm always shooting the same guy. Mm -hmm. I'm unloading my my AR and my M4, not AR, M4. And he won't die. You know, he won't yeah. drop. He won't yeah. drop. And then it's always like kids growing up without a dad, things of that nature. And that's like that. That's probably my stressor, and then like anxiety. Yeah. Um, but you know, you know, you know but my, my counselor told me like my brain's doing the right thing, like you just said. You know, our brain, if, if we're actually it's protecting able to, us, correct. But so, I don't. But I. But but I don't. I don't want it to protect me. I, I want. I want to remember my shit so I can process it appropriately. Because that's like one of the biggest issues ooh, I have. I, like, okay. I have all of these emotions and all of these thoughts and beliefs and thought processes for certain things because I'm a veteran because I experienced X Y Z. But half the fucking events I can't remember. But that's where you got. But that's where you got. That's where you got to. It's a good thing, though. But that's where you got to dig into it. You got to dig into it if uh, you know you want to grow. Like I was yeah. talking about before, you got to dig into the fact that I didn't uh, until I got treatment for a TBI. I didn't realize that you know the reason I was having headaches from light, and my brain is actually fully recovered from TBI, like mm -hmm. the actual injury itself. Right. right? Fully recovered. Fully recovered. Okay, like the brain, there's nothing wrong with my brain. And he, and like, there might have been, and the doctor's like, there might have been something wrong with your brain for like two weeks. Right. Right. That's why when you pass concussion protocol in the NFL, yeah, which yeah. the NFL gave the military a bunch of money to study it, they got all this stuff, you know, and it's like, your brain has recovered. You have passed concussion protocol. However, comma, your brain remembers that light flash that I saw before I got knocked out. It remembers that light flash. So when the whenever the bright, I was like, "Why does fucking lights always bother me now?" Because my brain is going into panic mode. Yeah, it's like, "Oh shit, I remember this, right?" And it's like, yep. "I'm nope." Um, but anyways, so what do you like? All these combat experiences. I'm sure Nick was going to ask. Like, it led to what you do now. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so the last one I want to mention Dave. really quick is I got is, you, homie. I got you. The covered. last one I want to mention really quick is Gunny. So Gunny was my command sergeant major. So he was a Marine for six years, which is where he got the name Gunny, obviously. Um, and then he joined the Army. He was in the Army for 22. He was seven, uh, 75th Rangers. Um, the whole Jessica Lynch thing. He led that mission, brought her back to the bird. Um, so we were his first line unit. Um, so we were on a we were on a on, on a mission uh, uh, to help the ANA. We were QRF for them. Um, and they had gotten ambushed like six to fucking one. So the one platoon went and Gunny hopped on with them. And uh, one of the dudes I was in basic with was on the uh, the mountain at 50 on the on the map D. And um, he ran out of ammo and Gunny. Uh, so like Gunny was Gunny was like the motherfucking leader. Like I, it's, I, I hate to say it like that, but he is what we all wish our leaders would be. He led by you guys know what a command sergeant major is. Oh, yeah. who don't, Just, he's the CEO that, yeah. of the organization. He's the one delegating you do X, Y and Z this way, that kind of shit. Gunny was on the missions with us. When we got back from a mission, he went on the mission with the next the platoon and the same thing. He he led by example just in its purest form. 
Um, in fact, when he, when we would come back from mission and nothing happened, he would say blue skies, boys, because everybody knows why does God love the infantry? Or why is the sky blue? Because God, love, God loves the infantry. Fuck that. So he, that was your chance, D. Yes, sir. <laughs> so he would say that to us. We have a shirt um, like that too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring, oh, I'm gonna bring my daughter in here. Nice. Yeah. So, so we actually named our, we named our mobile app Blue Skies because we're, we're, we brought his legacy into it. Um. So, I had gotten done that deployment. Another IED, no fire, just a small concussion, that kind of shit. Um. Finished that deployment. Came back from uh, uh, Afghanistan. Got uh, IPT to, to the armored unit, went to Djibouti, Africa for seven and a half months. And that's kind of where I started noticing shit wasn't where it was when I when I before I went to Afghanistan. Um, so I started. Booty. I st- <laughs> so the, the actual sure, reason sure. I started doing therapy was I went my boy. You know, you know, the game Fruit Ninja. Oh, yeah. So dominate, me and my boy were, dominate David that game in the office. Me and my boy were playing that, but in real life, like we had a I had like kiwis and shit, just whatever, and he had a fucking giant kitchen knife, and I would throw it up and he'd fucking try and cut it. We weren't drunk, but this was just shenanigans. That's how safety briefs started. Yes, yeah. exactly how safety briefs started. Yes. Um, but I was wearing a gray Hanes t-shirt and the kiwi hit me in the nipple. And he's like, Oh, you're lactating. And I was like, No, dude, like a wet kiwi just hit me. So I lifted my shirt up and squeezed my nipple, and like yellow pus came out. Oh. And I was like, What the fuck? So I lifted the other one and the same thing, dude. I, I went to the fucking sick call the next day. I was obviously the laughing stock. I just looked at my uh, medical records yesterday and it says nipple discharge for, for, for what I went for. Um, but that inevitably got me into, into therapy. And I started, uh, I started, I, it took me a little bit, um, but like six months, but I started applying myself and that's really where I got the awareness and, and kind of started putting the pieces where they needed to be put. So I, I was getting medically retired from the army. I, I got my percentage. I got told I was going home. And um, I, I knew th- I know that if I don't deal with this, I'm never going to deal with this. Like if I don't start in the beginning, I'm never fucking starting with it. So I had an, an appointment with the vet center set up before I even got home. But I made a, face, uh, a Facebook post. And James Corbett, the other co-founder, we have a mutual friend. So we weren't as familiar back then, but we knew, we knew each other. We had a conversation or three. Um, so I posted on Facebook saying that, Hey, I'm coming home. Um, I'm not the same Dan that you knew going in. Like I was a very happy, go lucky comic. I was very nice, sweet, all that kind of stuff. I still am, but there's, there's other sides to me now. I get irritated. I may just not want to fucking come out, that kind of stuff. Don't yeah. take it personal. It's a me thing. I'm working through some shit. You're not, don't apologize. Excuse me, that kind of stuff. And James saw it. And he saw that as a sign of leadership. So he hit me up and he asked what the army does to prevent PTSD and suicide from happening. And if uh, you get diagnosed with PTSD or you have suicidal ideations or attempts, um, how do they combat it? And I was bitter and obvious, uh, obviously going through some shit back then. So I said, look, they don't, they give you a percentage and they say, go, go fucking have fun out in the real world. So I was looking for, I was one of those combat vets that I have to have a fucking combat vet to talk to, or I'm not talking. That is a parameter that I'm setting and I'm not willing to budge. Um, my therapist, she wasn't, she was not a combat vet. James is a civilian. He's not a combat vet. So, but for some reason, just in that moment, I had looked for a, um, a nonprofit or a fucking combat group in my area. I'm in South Jersey to, to go to. And there was nothing. I got, I got a, a nonprofit. I'm not going to name them because they're a great organization. I was just bitter back then. Um, but I need this. I need to see you guys give a fuck yeah, what I'm talking yeah. about or it, 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 it hurts. You know what I mean? So this specific. Well, to tell you, to tell you the truth, I stopped listening after you said you weren't airborne. <laughs> yeah, that's but fair. That's fair. Is, yeah. <laughs> you won't be able to speak the same languages. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. 
about 20 percent truth right now you just made him lose his trade that's what i do homie so yeah <laughs> go uh, ahead you were in jersey so, yeah. you were yeah. in jersey oh yeah, yeah yeah so this so this organization was just typing it was just <laughs> typing so i got paired with a, um, a guy who was in the navy in the 80s he didn't see combat he just wasn't in the same headspace i was in so there was no connection there so james just came into it we started he started messaging me on facebook and the fucking messages were this long and like i said i need this shit so I asked him, can we just, can we do a video chat? Can we just like skip all this bullshit? And he was like, absolutely. So we had a four, four hour conversation and it was me just dumping the shit I had in my brain. An hour therapy session is not enough for me to talk about the shit that's happened in the last 10 years. It's just Correct. not, it really isn't. I need unfettered access to you responsibly. You know what I mean? So it, it kind of clicked for us right there that it's really peer to peer support. It's just having somebody who's good at critical listening, not somebody who's trying to throw in their experiences and, and compare and say, Oh, I know what it's like too. like just letting you get off what you have in your mind. Um, so, so we, we co-founded project refit. It's a peer to peer support for veterans and first responders. Um, but also the support system of the service member, whatever service they are in. So we have um, every Monday and Friday, we have a Zoom. We call them our radio check buddy check-ins. So they, uh, the Monday one's live streamed to Facebook. Um, so I'll, I'll talk about my time in Afghanistan. I have a suicide attempt from 2016 that I'm open about um, because if you're not, people don't know. It's, it's a taboo to talk about it. Me talking about my shit, I have ne no negative repercussions from it. Like we can talk about it. You know what I mean? We're trying to destigmatize these these topics. And that's um, a sign of strength, brother. I appreciate, know, thank you. Yes, I, I can see that. Strength. I can see that. A lot of veterans want to see it as a sign of weakness of talking about yes. all that stuff, but yes. it's actually a sign of strength. The bro vets. Yeah. Yeah. So the Monday and the, so the Monday ones are live stream. Um, the Friday ones are not. So that is just a Zoom. Um, uh, uh, it's it's 9 p.m. Eastern. Um, we also have a, a mobile base. So something we talk about, it's 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 common knowledge that as vets, first responders, firefighters, cops, whatever you are, EMS, um, dispatchers, we use vices to deal with what we're dealing with. There is no fault there. There's no judgment whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Alcohol and drugs are the commonly known ones. I don't think isolation is 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 in. My, you know what I'm saying, though. It, it, I don't think isolation is talked about realistically. I think isolation is what's pushing our people to kill themselves. It's, def it's, def it's definitely one of the factors for sure. Yeah, sure. I'm not, I'm not saying it's the yeah. only reason, but it's it is. I think it's one of the that, main. A, a, absolutely. The main. Well, it is. It is. It is. You know, Dr. Joyner talks about that all the time. The lead uh, uh, psychologist for suicide prevention, and he he always says that like like if you isolate yourself, it's just, it's never going to get better. I have this little theory. I have no evidence in this whatsoever, but I have a fucking theory. Um, so I have some evidence. So in in like the Mayan Aztec, those ancient the tribal times. When yeah. the warriors would come back from war, from battle, all of the villagers, they would have wooden planks with spikes sticking out of them, and they would push into them at the same time and bleed. They all felt the same level of pain. PTSD did not exist in those societies because there was no comparison of who feels worse. They all felt the same. Um, I think that we've obviously evolved past that shit. We've obviously evolved past the small tribal connections. But I think when we go into the fields that we belong to, when we have that level of camaraderie and connection with brothers and sisters – and then you get ripped from that and you get thrown back into the real world where that level of connection does not exist aside from frats and 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 toxic things like that. It's not as structured as we have it. I don't think that turns off in our brain. And I think that's where the majority of our longing and, and displacement feel is coming from. Mm -hmm. um, All right. So, so, yeah. how, so how if people donate right, to you, if people yeah. donate to you because it's a nonprofit. And again, for those of you watching for the first time. 
nonprofits have to make money. All right. Yes. They, they have yes. to actually profit. The only difference is, is the money goes back into the business. All right. Yes. Like that's the tax code. So how do people give you money? How do they get to you? And where does the money go? So you can either donate. So we have we have donations on our Facebook page and on our website, Project Refit. If you look on Twitter, or, I mean, uh, Instagram or Facebook um, and then projectrefit.us is our website. Um, there's monthly donors. So that funds the mobile base program. What I was just talking about. We have a 24 foot long trailer. We will take that to a veteran's house that's isolating. Bring it. And right that's what I wanted you to hit on a little bit, like exactly how that works. Yeah. Know, that so, whole so, process. Costs yeah, money. So we, we, we it it does so we i mean we we have merchandise also we have hoodies t-shirts hats um we we throw fundraisers we have car shows we have um sponsors but that's it's it's the it's the donors where we that's what we need the most that 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 guaranteed revenue so one of the main things that the money goes to obviously it goes to the mobile base and the events that we hold um we we have a retreat once a year we have a, a very large retreat we bring the mobile base there actually it's in Loveland, Colorado on Stillwater Ranch. Um, they're a 501c3 themselves. Nice. Veteran, okay. veteran nonprofit. Beautiful ranch. A dozen horses, goats, that kind of stuff. Um, so we hey, pay hey, for it all. We hold do your thought, Daniel. Stuff. Hold your thought, Daniel, for the people in the chat, too. Hey, and the people watching. It's okay for people who run these nonprofits to take a salary, too. It's okay. It's okay. Because if they're going to spend it turns 40 into a goddamn to 60 job. hours yep. of doing it, yep. it's okay for them to feed their families, homie. Yes. All right. Yeah, go yes. ahead. Sorry. Yes, I think I think people do have that misconception that when you work well, for a nonprofit, shows on it before, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah like, it's not hmm. real. It's not realistic. Um, now, if you're like the bad companies where you're making one point five fucking million dollars, and and the majority of the money is not going back to the veterans, now we have the issue. But yes, yeah, some right. fucking sale, sure. Um, our couple yes, dollars that we make on our shirt, it's okay if it goes into our pockets. Yeah, it's okay because <laughs> right. we right. donate so, the other two. We do we donate yeah. the other half the profit, so it's yeah. like it's held out. <laughs> Yeah, so like it's like 90, 93% of the money. It's like it's upwards of 93% of the money we get goes directly back to the. So, so we have these retreats. That's a good number. 93% is a good number. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Damn right. You know, marketing, all that kind of stuff's involved in it. It's not, it's so 12 to 14 vets. We fly out with us to Colorado. We pay for the flights. So that's what a lot of the funding is going to also. So you guys cover it all, basically. Yeah, we cover it all. It's, it's ease of access. If, if you make it an easy process, the veterans who actually were first responders who actually need the help, there's less walls and less barriers for them to acknowledge and talk themselves out of coming you know what i mean so we have we have events every every day at 8 a.m and 6 p.m um so fly fishing horseback riding um archery hiking we had a um phoenix weaponry they're a weapons manufacturer down in loveland colorado they uh they took us to the range we shot stens like it was just an amazing experience they took us back to their um, manufacturing plant showed us how all the cool shit's made um, but what we, what we really, really do it for, that's obviously a, a part of it. It's, um, it's to, to lighten the load it's to lighten your mind. Um, but at eight o'clock at night, every night we have a big ass fucking bonfire and everybody who came, we had locals also coming. You sit around the bonfire and you're present. You don't have to talk. That's not a requirement. You're being like there. Like you being there is just, is, is, is all it is. You're present. You're showing the other people you give just as much of a fuck as they do. Um, Something about this retreat is so I think a lot of clinical programs don't work because they say you cannot drink like period. You are not allowed to drink alcohol. And, and I'm we're just in this understanding that the people who need the most help are turned off when you say that we will never provide the alcohol. You're closing we're, doors you're, by you're, saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're an, you're an adult. So if as long as you're acting like an adult, that's how it's going to be kept. So we had we had a couple dudes come on, come come to the retreat who they were struggling very, very. It was fucking their lives up. 
um the one dude was drinking from a bottle like in the morning um to just deal with the shit he had you know what i mean that's that's how he and that's why i say there's never any judgment when i say these things i didn't negatively judge him one fucking bit right you're just you're just talking yeah if it's your fucking problem it's your problem yeah right yeah you're pointing it out yeah (laughs) so so he shared the second night we had this bonfire he talked for two and a half hours this is the first hour hour and a half was him just like i said from the first con the first conversation i had with james where it was that four hours of just me spewing what i had in my brain um he got what he needed to get out and then you know people did the devil's advocate um uh have you thought i've, I've had those thoughts too there's validation there's liked experience it's you fucking belong and there's no judgment for having these weird negative thoughts excuse me that we have the very next day for the rest of the trip, because that was a six-day-long retreat, he had half a beer just to maintain the withdrawal. That was it. So he, powerful, he's sober man. now. He's sober now. He's six wow. months sober now. So it's it just shows that for wow. some people, just having an outlet to talk about how you feel and, and what's going it's on all in it your takes. mind, yeah. it's all it takes. So so that's what the – I don't have a salary yet. I'm waiting until I get my master's, and I, I, I head, like, a psychology department of our nonprofit. Just got so, mine. No big deal. Not one up in you. No big deal. No big so, Dan, deal. Real quick, real quick, you talk about the retreat that happens. I think you said every six months or every every once year. A, once a year. That, we, once have, a year. we have a big one once a year, and then we have some but, many uh, ones throughout the but year. But for our viewers, and, and there's a lot of comments on here. I'm not even going to go through that. But they're all saying yeah, you're yeah. doing good stuff and everything. But I'm very interested in the – you said you do a weekly Zoom meeting or uh, – Yes. Okay. Can you explain yes, that? So anybody who wants that, to, if you want to, if you want to get on our Zoom, if you want to volunteer for us, and you don't have to be in our area to volunteer, like, like for we had somebody recommend us to come on here, like that's that's the kind of stuff we're looking for, also to for podcasts. Um, and then also if you want to go on the retreat, if you want to send, uh, there's a um, there's tabs on our website. There's the, yep. as soon as you go on our website, um, you, the the email subscription pops up, so you type your email and subscribe to us, and once that window closes, you'll see join Zoom. Monday and Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Monday one's live stream to Facebook. Friday one is not. It's a private Zoom. Not private where you can't join. Private so there's no outside eyes. Um, and, and how long thing. do those last? And what does that look like? There's a bunch of bets. Yeah, so, so okay. it, it lasts generally from uh, it lasts from 9 to um, around midnight. Um, it may end a little earlier. So it's it's topic-based. Wow, based it's an all-day yeah. thing. It's a, it's a four-hour thing. It's a three, four-hour thing. Yeah. So the um so there we we do a, a red light a red yellow green system so I'd be like yo face man like where you at um this today it's where it's where it's your choice today the last month the last fucking six years where you at red yellow green you say yo I'm fucking orange today I got X Y Z and then other people start talking like yo I'm I've been there also this is how I've gotten out of orange or hey you're in orange and that's just where you're going to be for a little bit you know what I mean there's just there's there's multiple opinions um. So we we go around the room and we have each person do that around the Zoom. And then if if we get through that, we have topics. So we have around like 60 topics right now. So it'll be what triggers you? Uh, uh, have you done therapy? Um, uh, um, do, did you lose your sense of purpose? If so, how did you get it back? Things that plant seeds in people's minds that we don't necessarily talk about. Uh, we're very, very open about PTSD and suicide. Um, it's, it's just. I love you, this, man. If, if you don't talk about it, it's going yeah. to happen. I, that's just really what I feel. Yep. I can't tell you. Look, I co-founded the nonprofit, right? So people people automatically assume like you're doing good now, like you're fucking great. My PTSD f- still fucks me up, obviously, not obviously, but it does. So I can't tell you how many times on the on the zooms I'll go on, and I'll have a belief that I've had for a pretty decent amount of time. Um, it's one of my core beliefs, 
and I've never verbally or, or, or I've never voiced it. I've never written it down. I've never, I've, it's never gotten out of here and I'll say it on the zoom and I, and immediately the words come out of my mouth. I'm like, Oh dude, what the fuck were you thinking? Like that's some wild shit that you had that actual thought. hundred percent. Yeah. So we, 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 um, we also use the, the zoom to, to, there's a divide between civilians and veterans. Um, we've come to the realization and I think you said it earlier is it doesn't, it doesn't, it does matter what caused your trauma, but not in the sense of our conversation. If you're going through pain, I'm going through pain, your pain. There is never a comparison. We are going through pain. We're both feeling pain the same way, different levels or, or different way. ways. Yeah. Or different and, ways. And we, and we deal with it the way we're dealing with it. But you as per the conversation, it doesn't fucking matter what happened to you. Yes. It does in the sense that I care and to, to validate what you've been through, right. but not in the sense, but not in the sense that you've been through worse than I, like you're a ranger. You, you went through way more. I could easily go down that route that you went, you saw more fucked up shit. Oh, way, way better but it's you, yeah, real it's quick, real quick. I was going to yeah. answer a bunch of questions, but I think yeah, yeah, James yeah. is in the chat now, like covering it all. Nice. Which Thank is great you, James. because you have a lot of people just saying, this is absolutely amazing. Um, somebody asked, can you consume marijuana? <laughs> What like on the Zoom? Uh, not well on the Zoom. It wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, we don't matter, get it. Like we don't. At the oh, retreat, at the retreat at, yes, yeah. yes, in Colorado, yes, yeah. yes, you can, yes. And then somebody like got said, for the link. If it's done responsibly, if you're if you're not doing it in the way in in the negative sense, yes, it's you know what I mean. Yeah, a lot of positive feedback, but uh, and Appreciate people are asking for the for the link. But James, I think, is covering it all. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. James yeah. is good yeah. with that shit. The project. I already, put it, I already yeah. put it in the chat, you sons of. Yeah, scroll up, guys. Scroll up. <laughs> <laughs> and this is so. Oh, also, this is your also, so we, yeah, this is. Yeah, this no. Is, so, we, so yeah. Yeah, it is my. So I'm in school for psychology. So I got out. I, I'm, I'm using the post 911 GI. I'm about to start using the Vogue Rehab whenever Good the fuck you. they get back to me. I've, it's, I've applied for that on December 12th, I think 14th, something like that, and I still haven't heard fuck all back from them. Anywho, yes, this is my passion. Um, I, 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 I understand the. Um, I understand pain. I understand how debilitating it is. I understand the avenues that it takes you and how sometimes it's you you just truly feel like look, I think a lot of us are tired of fighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think it gets to the point that we fight we are fighting every day to to be a good person, to not succumb to our triggers or or any any of the negative things that have been bestowed upon us with PTSD. I don't think PTSD is a inherently a negative thing. I think like not. It's, 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 not it's, not it's not. If you have the positive, I do. The hypervigilance is my favorite. I this is one of the topics on it's our. It's an chance. experience. And what the what way is what is something it, you know? Yeah. What is something positive you get from PTSD? Mine is hypervigilance. I like being hypervigilant in controlled scenarios. I like knowing that I'm aware of situations that I would not have been aware of in the past. Yeah, and the way my side, the way my shrink, she hates when I call her my shrink. The way my shrink ex explains it is, is that you've done an amazing job with you, Nick. Oh, you better believe it. Um, he has, and, and then also, <laughs> also reading actual books, Dave, not yeah, uh, yeah. not sci-fi. Um, I have, so a, I have a book. When you're done, a book recommendation for you. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and she says, you know, there's a lot of people with they they want to isolate themselves, right? Like you've talked about Daniel, and that also affects your family life much worse than being hypervigilant and more engaged, right? Like I understand that I'm too engaged with my kids sometimes, like because of that, what you talked about earlier, my anger management issues, and I need to make sure that my kids are doing the right thing. Like I, like, I don't want them to like fail, right? Mm -hmm. Like I don't want not, not fail in a trying attempt, but like, I don't want them, I, I might be failing. Right. Mm -hmm. So that, that triggers it's part of my of PTSD. You. Right. But if you isolate yourself, 
then you're not even there. You're not even there for your family. And there's people watching that probably are like that right now. And I'm telling you, there's help, man. There is freaking help for you. Change got to start within it. I don't care. Like, that is the solution to every. Like, change has to start within. Like, you got to fucking. And if you you, you use the virtual card as long as they want, like, change has to start within. Like, if you already identified a problem or an issue, then let's go. Let's, yes. Let, so real quick, the book is by Dr. Edward Tick. It's returning. It's re- restoring the warrior's soul. Phenomenal. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Say that again. I'm going to get my notes up. Write it down. I'm, I'm Dr. Edward right Tick. Now. Yeah. Uh, who it's by Dr. Edward Tick, um, T-I-C-K, and it's restoring the warrior's soul. But something that I realized, and I think a lot of veterans, especially combat ones, struggle with, and it's chasing that that adrenaline. I hit peak adrenaline in Afghanistan. It's as simple as that. I hit peak. So I've touched that. And I've re- and and I'm I've now come to the terms I've accepted that that is the top, but there was a long mm-hmm. time where I was chasing to reach that and I just became numb. So before the while I was doing therapy, I went numb. I didn't feel negative, positive, nothing. I I did, but it just wasn't registering up there. So I forgot what happiness and sadness felt like, truly, like what they truly felt like. Also, mm-hmm. when I was dying in the IED, when I truly believed that I was dying. I hit the peak serenity. So I hit both tops, both peaks of the mountains. And now I have to accept that I, I have to live a life that the only other time I will hit those peaks is if I'm in life threatening situations again. And it's just, oh. it's, it's a hard, it's a hard fact to grasp. Um, I don't even know if it's fucking true, but it's a feeling, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah I love sense. what you're doing, man. Yeah. I love what you're doing. This, no, is, this, I appreciate is, this it. is really good, man. It's great. And, and, and it goes back into, you know, veteran trash talks philosophy um, to where we are a for-profit company. And we do recognize that there's, well, there's 70, what, 77,000 nonprofits, they say, for veterans. You guys have a Crayola caravan? Real quick. Sorry, Nick. Nice. James was talking about it. We've uh, James. James was. Oh, you're saying. Oh, he said you forgot to say something. (laughs) TBI. We'll go. Y'all need some crayon shirts, real quick. Sorry, Nick. Go, go go ahead, bud. No, what I was saying was, is uh, you know, as a as a veteran business, and we are for profit. People don't even understand that we bring people who are our competitors on our show. We don't care. All right. We want to see everybody succeed. Now make shirts, your, come on. Let's right. Promote. Yeah. You make shirts. We'll promote your shirts. So like, like, Hey, what's his name? Ryan Wempy with, you know, uh, you know, the hot Samara yoga. You made that <laughs> yeah, shirt yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah. Like, you know, and like just, you know, uh, chummy vet apparel. So look up chummy vet apparel. It's hilarious. Um, we'll bring anybody on the show. And when it comes to nonprofits, guys, like people watching, if it's not for you, if, if what project, uh, refit isn't for you, then don't donate to them. All right. If it's something you believe that they're doing, then donate to them. All right. Like help them out. And we don't, we don't care Not every nonprofit works for everybody. All right. Well, that's something you said. There's like 76,000 nonprofits out there. And there, I think the number is like 5,500 or something like that actually do something back towards the veteran community. So like you said, the competition, like we, that's something that we've like just fucking hung our hats. We want to partner with other veteran nonprofits. And that's what I, and, and that's that's like our mission of like VT, like competition. No, can we not just all get together? Right. What are right. what are we, we all have? What like, problem? What problem are we all trying this, to tackle? Because you know, we're every, all trying every, to fix a certain thing here. Why are we? And I deal with this shit all the time, and I'm, I'm not, I I could go off on a tangent right oh, now yeah. about people jealousy and 
this is what you're doing and what well, we're doing this and I'm like can we just all like come together like well, again, if we all come together we can yes. 100% fix well, again, it so what, there's not what, one answer your, for everything what's, you know? what's your motivation like, Right. Exactly. Our motivation, oh. our mot- hey, I mean, I'll be honest, our motivation, Dude. number one, when we started this was for, it was personal. It was yep. to help us. Right. Absolutely. It was to help, it was to help us. It was a fun Facebook group that like, right. When it got bigger, we have the following and the reach. It's like, let's do something good with it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, oh, dude, it's, why can't, why can't like, I, I got it. I know where, I know where you are when you start penny pinching me for stuff. And I'm like, bro, I'm yeah. like, we don't make any money on this shit. Yep. Like yep. it's like it, we would love to. We would love to get bigger, but it's like Damn right. if all if all I if all I have is this Saturday, and then my Friday show with Joe, and then everybody else doing their podcast clips on Thursdays, whatever the throw punch Monday girls do theirs. Like if that's all we do, that's a lot more than anybody else has done. Yes, right? sir. And it's like and it's helped a lot more people than we ever thought it would. I also think growing. like for what you guys are doing, the it's also the entertainment, not just the entertainment factor, but the, the who you're bringing on. People who are listening to this are probably veterans who are isolated. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, oh, 100%. it's, it's, we, it's we've bringing that record. social environment without it. bringing that social environment. Yeah, yeah, I did right. want to mention. So we on October 28th, we're having a, we're hosting a tattoo convention in um in new jersey so anybody in the in the area you're welcome it's going to be on the battleship new jersey so it's actually a retired naval ship it's a retired battleship and it's docked in south in camden new jersey um we're renting the top and the the whole thing it's the top both front and back deck and the officers quarters we're firing the cannons off at 11 the whole nine yards um so that that tattoo convention is a thing but uh, the the only the the other thing i did want to say is we're it's not just these big events and shit that we do so we have we had a, a female cop in Louisiana who her um, it wasn't like this last storm, but one of the I was going to get into that here with cops yeah. and stuff. We have yeah, a yeah. we have a close Don't friend it. up in Jersey who's a, a a police officer. We need to get after the show. We'll connect. Yeah, Go ahead. yeah, Go yeah, ahead. yeah. So so we, we we she she got in contact with us and we and and her roof essentially got ripped the fuck off. She she's caring for her her adult brother um, and. Um, Shit's rough, you know what I mean? So we raised enough money, drove out there, drove from New Jersey to Colorado or um Louisiana, I'm sorry, and rebuilt that that roof for her. Um right before this last hurricane in Florida, James and I flew to um Florida and there was a, a cop who he had been held hostage, uh shotgun to his face kind of deal. So he had, he uh-huh. took some time off work. And then um he went back and he had a dude handcuffed and just how the guy the guy like cinched and he broke the cop's fingers in his dominant hand. So his two daughters' bedroom walls, um, they had gotten hit by a storm and they didn't have insulation, drywall, and like the floating floorboards. So James, he, the guy had all that shit purchased. Like we didn't have to buy any of this stuff. So James and I flew to Florida and we, we put the insulation in, put the drywall up, put the floor down. It's to us, they're little menial things, but now his daughters have a bedroom to sleep in. Now it's one less worry off his bed. It's one less demon screaming in his ear kind of stuff. Um, so it, it's 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 I don't want to say micro things because they're very big things for the people that it's in, that are involved in them. But um, they're they're missions. They're not they're not retreats. They're not. Well, we bring the mobile base to that, obviously. But there are our, our missions where we help the people um, directly. Dude, I think you got it all figured out, man. I think well, like, uh, you're no, getting I, after it, man. Oh, he's a, he's and Brian, above, Brian, above, I want to go above, back to he's above reproach. I was just gonna say it. I He's was just gonna approach. say it. He has it all figured out. He's got <laughs> Brian, it all figured out. Never. I was never. looking for Brian's message. He's like, "You will go uh, yeah, far, yeah, young man." You said, "You will go far, young man." I appreciate that. Brian, <laughs> who? them and fix them. I think what you're doing is awesome. Yeah. 
Brian the old fart. What's his what's his last name? Brian Self, bro. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I know Brian. So that's yeah, that's yeah. the thing with the zooms for people who for people who are watching who may be interested. Um, there's no like requirement of you joining. If if it's a uh, if you see five, six, seven people in there, if you see people in there and you just don't know them and you don't feel comfortable talking, turn your camera off, turn your mic off, change your name if you want to. Just listen to what's being talked about. Come into it with an open mind. Um, I think that's the biggest thing with us. Something I've noticed when I'm not really in the best of places mentally, I have a um, a chip on my shoulder almost. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's no fucking reason for it to be there. I'm the most self-conscious individual in the world. It's PTSD. <laughs> but there is some, there's a voice for whatever the fuck reason. Um, and I think that deters a lot of people from doing something that will benefit them. Well, you're not I mean, up to a situation. You already have an outcome in mind or yeah. something. It's yeah. already going to, yeah. you know, just send you in millions yeah. of directions. Like open your mind. Like just, just, just let it go. Just give it, just give it a chance. And yeah, that, but yeah, it's control. Yeah. It's fear of the unknown. That's 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 we've we've human been nature, right? trained into human our nature. minds that yep. fear of the unknown creates death. So yeah, well, we, then again, if you spend as much energy on something new as you did in what was in the past, or avoiding you, it, yeah, you'd be, you'd yes, be, you'd yes. be so freaking surprised at what you could grow, like what you yes. could do, like yes, you try. You actually, people, you try, and I do it too. I'm guilty. Again, I'm not a hypocrite. I do this too. You try to feel sorry about yourself, and you try harder than it is to be successful. Like, I want to oh. be in pain. I want to be in pain because it's controllable. I can control how so much you, I'm in pain. I was thinking about it. Bryce title just of, filled out the volunteer form in the chat. Awesome. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you. Awesome. Good stuff, brother. A, t a title of a book I was thinking of was Hold Your Pee. Now, hear me out. Hear me I'm out. I'm hearing Hold I've been doing that for the last 10 minutes. It's about right, time exa to wrap exactly. it up, homie. So, so here's <laughs> something that's that's going to happen eventually, right? You cannot stop it. If Dave sat there for another hour, he'd piss himself, okay? Like, there's do another two hours. Okay, fine, two. But it's coming, right? It's, it's right. something that's coming. Otherwise, right. serious damage to your body is going to happen, mm -hmm. okay? Like, if you hold your shit or piss, serious things happen because that's something that's going to happen. Like, yeah. it's good, no, no matter what. It's guaranteed. Right? It's going to happen. Yeah. Right. And look at how much effort Dave is putting into holding his pee right now. Right. Next to none. Imagine I'm, I'm if you like put it, imagine not just doesn't have to be you, but imagine <laughs> if you put that effort into something that it's the true. outcome wasn't guaranteed. Right. To yeah. where you don't know what's gonna happen. Yep. Yeah. Right. But you've fixed your mind and your heart and your muscles to hold that pee in. And I'm sorry, ladies, that pee when they run. I know a lot of them. Sorry, you have no control over that, right? Childbirth, <laughs> bitch. But like, but like, but like, but like, you know, like, like you're you're trying so hard not to do something that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So that's why I said I think it'd be a funny title of a book. I think holding, it would. I think, your, a, I think it's a very good one. Holding your pee, right? Like, or holding your the shit. inevitable. Holding your pee, the inevitable outcome. It's got. It's coming like out. That. It's I fucking like coming out. Like yep. it ain't no matter how hard you try, it's coming out. Right? <laughs> no matter how hard you try, yeah, <laughs> it's coming. But out. I think, no, I think, I th in in the real world example, like the shit that we look, we we have no issue dedicating X amount of money to gym memberships and 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 supplements and all this shit to get make us look good and feel good physically. But nobody fucking attends to their mind. And I get therapy isn't for everybody. I think people have. A misconstrued idea of what therapy is nowadays. I think, I think both are think, very important. Though. No, let me let me, you let me, have, let me you have to find hey, a therapist hey, too. Hey, let me argue. Let me argue with you. Let me argue there. Please, it's the, but no, but you just actually answered it, so I don't need to argue with you. Um, like you are allowed to say no to a therapist. Hundred percent. 
veterans, you're allowed to say you're not the one for me and I know nothing against you. I need to find another one. I went through three one. I went through three until I found one. And she goes, she goes, why'd you pick me? I go, because I go, because you were uh, to the point. I go, once I found out that you were to the point, I like, and and again, part of it's, you know, my own education and whatever and reading. And I'm like, when they start doing drills that I already know, I'm sitting there like, and I didn't come here to learn how to hunt the good stuff, lady, like, or guy, whatever. Yeah. Let's let's get to the fucking point. What do I got to do? You know, like, you know, and then there's time and then that opens it up to where now I start talking more and she's just sitting there and my shrink whatever. But yeah, it's everybody, everybody can benefit from therapy everyone yes, like it doesn't matter you don't have to be a veteran like, not, everyone can be i think if you've had if you've had my one, one of my very first psychiatrists said it you are having a realistic response to an unrealistic scenario our mm-hmm. brains are not meant to process what the fuck we've i stepped on a human man's brain that was literally in the shape of africa i can remember what it sounded like like we're not supposed to see those things though at some point that shit adds up no we were in the moment dope as f- i loved it i loved it but in the long run now that that's not really one of the things that like that's not a trigger to me. I I I I I I can th- even like shooting the people, like you said though it was the kids, it was the innocence, the loss of innocence. That's really what fucked me up. Um, yeah, yeah. The guy that shot Joe, who used to be a co-host on this show, and now he just has the fight show with us. The guy who shot Joe, I stepped on his head, same thing, and his brain came apart. I, I love that. Sorry guys, sorry if that. Dude, they, uh, my, my, the, they the shot Joe. The shot Joe. We're already canceled on YouTube anyway. So yeah, the, guy, the guy Joe. who planted the guy who planted my IED, the two hundred pound one, he turned informant. So my unit had because we were partnered with the Air Force that was there. I'll step on they, his head um, again. They fucking we had to go. They had to go pick him up, knowing he was the dude who just blew us up. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah, I'm not right. I, and you I, can't I, do anything. That's you're fucking well, that's the, that's we, we, we went through that tomorrow. That's yeah, tomorrow. So hey, let's uh, let's uh, let's wrap. We got to wrap this up here. Yeah. Um, you know, because uh, we got a big fight on tonight that we talked about last night. UFC 285. Watch the fight show. Get those bets in real quick before they start. Um, but here, quick AAR. Uh, the people who worship baby dolls. Yeah, they're fucked up. All right, so like, there's probably something seriously bad going on, on that island. Uh, Illuminati, Illuminati. Yeah, yeah, no, no, it's Whether it's haunted or not, it's it's there's some nefarious shit going on. Yeah, yeah, lizard people. We don't know who it's haunted by, so we had that going on, and then of course we had the big Earl. And just like I said, quick takeaway, right? Like, no matter if it's a conversation about women's rights, politics, warfare. Your trauma has nothing to fucking do with it. Nothing. Okay? As soon as you silence anybody on any of those spectrums, you are virtue signaling. Like, hey, look at me. I'm the expert. Everybody else is a fucking moron. Yeah. Right? Nope. Nope. It's, that kills growth. So we had that. And then we had Project Refit. All right? And awesome I, shit, man. Awesome shit, Dude. Dan. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing everything you did. I guarantee you, you uh, saved some lives uh, today for sure. And Uh-oh. again, nonprofits people, they have to make money. They have to make money. All right. So whenever you're sitting around your whatever fire pit that you drink around, like we have our dumpster fire with the beers over it, whatever fire you're sitting around, you're sitting around, man, fuck that nonprofit. Why? All right. They have to make money. Get it? 
right? And then that money, hopefully, they said 93%, which is a very, very good number, all right? And there's some nonprofits where 100% goes. Why? Because it's funded by somebody who's running it who's a millionaire already. They don't need the money. In fact, there probably is a tax write-off for them. Doesn't matter. Like, why do you even get into their personal life for it? It's helping veterans, okay? It's helping first responders, Thanks, Rob, for the stars, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, it's helping first responders. All right, you get it? It's helping people. So all your keyboard warrior shit that you're doing, nonprofits are actually helping people. All right? That's another virtual single thing. I'm getting triggered all over just talking about this shit. That's another another virtual single thing. Every time these keyboard warriors talk about, I am woman, hear me roar. I am a better combat veteran man. I am a ranger, hear me roar. Like, Like, what have you done? What have you done to help people? It's probably nothing. All right. Probably nothing. All right. What so have you done that. to help people? I yeah. think that's something every fucking person watching this can ask themselves. Exactly. What have uh, you done yeah. to better society as a whole? I mean, if it's the veteran community, obviously we're preferential for that. We're a minority what of society. To help people. Yeah. Yeah. We're a minority of society. And guess what? We're we're also one of the ones that care the most about this society that we live in. Yep. All right. And yes, like I like as you look at my post of VTC's big girl. An infantry platoon is the most diverse thing you'll ever be in. Ever. Spot okay. On. It is. So so yes, it is. Ever. All right. So don't Spot so on. don't don't come into an infantry guy saying like uh, systemic racism or sexism. No. Uh, I'm argue no. with you there. Uh, go fuck off. All right. That's so actually like, where we experience the least amount of Exactly. I have watched so many people who were born racist join the military infantry and their belief done. Done. It's it's immediately gone. Everything they were taught was contradicted right in their own personal experience. You got the you got the crip, you got the crip, the blood, you got the country boy, you got the Puerto Rican, you got whatever it is. The the, the guy that came from a country club. Our squad leader thought he was a witch. And then, you know what? You all come together. It doesn't matter where the fuck you came from. You know, survival. But, survival is a very inclusive and, thing. Yeah, so that's that, that's you will understand that, man. Especially in the infantry. Especially okay, Pro- Project Refit has a bus, has a trailer that will come mobile visit base, those yes, a mobile base that are that are people that are isolated. So if you know a veteran that is isolating himself, and here's the other thing I'm going to cover real quick: the fact that we that the reason why we I'm still really, holding my really, penis. Yeah, we real. I'm obviously I'm testing you so the the so that we can really see. This is the longest show we've had in a long time. Uh, so that we can really see who has stake in the game. All right, we allow civilians on this platform because that's where the veterans live. All right, they don't live on an army base. They don't live on a navy base. They don't live on a marine base. They live in a community. They're in your so community. That's the crazy. That's the crazy community. thing is we are civilians again. Right. And so there are people there that might want to care for you. So, hey, if you're around a veteran that you think is isolating himself, maybe call Project Refit. Yep. Maybe call them and ask, you know, and then, you know, maybe they'll give you some advice. And that was the last, the, uh, the last thing I'm going to cover is nobody here at VTT is doctors. Nope. Okay. Or and Project we, Refit. Right. We appreciate the fact that you come and you message us and you ask us what to do. We're not going to give you that advice. That's start, man. Right. We started the community so that you could put it out on the thread on the community and, and then somebody who is skilled enough will answer it. But we will by the, I mean, it's been two years. It's been an awesome two years. We will know where to point you. So if you have a buddy or a sister that's hurting and they think that they're isolating, guess what we're going to do? We're going to call. Freaking Dan and say, Dan, 
can you help this homie out? Yeah. And they're going to say, yes. Of course you can. That's how community works. All right, Dave, take it away. Dan, final words. Um, to talk to people. Stop holding the shit that you're going through in your head. You're not going to figure it out yourself. Um, you need to have conflicting opinions. You need to, you need to open up. Um, if you're feeling like you're thinking about not being on this planet anymore, talk to somebody. It's just, it's really as simple as that. Start talking about why you're feeling the way you're feeling, thinking about what you're actually feeling instead of just saying, I'm in pain. Why? What level of pain? What's causing it? Those kinds of things. Be self-aware and be open-minded. I think that's really the the catch to it all. Love it, Dan. Uh, absolutely amazing show. This was a lot of fun. I love it. Fire was lit. We, we talked about a lot of stuff today and I, I love your energy, man. I love what you're doing. Um, we were definitely stay on here after we go. You know, so we can connect you to some people. So keep doing what you're doing, man. I think what you're doing is extremely important, you know, and obviously you went through it as well. And we, uh, we talk about veterans sharing with each other because some of us just, you know, I always say like speak the warrior language, like uh, yeah. our major Troxel always says, you know, um, it doesn't Wounded say healers. a civilian, it doesn't say a civilian can't do it, but sometimes, you know, you just, you love to talk to the people who are in the same foxhole with you. Right. Yep. Um, so thanks again for sharing, love your company, love everything that you're doing, uh, for everybody to tune in late, make sure you go to YouTube, check out veteran trash talk, give us a like, subscribe, go to veteran trash That's our website. Go to gruntworksclothing.com. You can buy some of our awesome apparel. Nick's got uh, the top seller on. Quit being a triggered pansy. Okay, there's pansies on the left and on the right. There's pansies everywhere. Pansies everywhere. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, great show. Go check out. The Project Refit. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. To the Unforgotten Soldier. Okay, Nick and I are in that. Produced by Sam Medina and his beautiful wife. Stop saying Which Medina. That's not how you say it. It's Medina. I say Medina. Stop okay? saying Medina. Where do you, Italiano, Vaffanculo. Where do you watch we'll it? you guys next Saturday on Amazon. Thank you. <laughs> Catch you on a week. <laughs>